I'll ask. Um, I'll ask. Your how headphones he... are ginormous, Helen. <laughs> I just I haven't looked at videos before. They are. It's you could drive a wagon on those things. The limbs. <laughs> oh my god! I have my own. They got lights on the sides. What the hell is they going do have on? It's on the sides. Yeah. yeah, they light up. Oh, cool. OMG. And the light changes color. Wow. Welcome to the board game Chinwag for another episode. I think this is lucky number 13, if I'm not in mistaken. 13, 13 plus one. 13 ish that you'll hear. Um, <laughs> so for this evening, we've got uh, our friend G Money, G Unit, Grant Schulz. Hello. Hello. We've also got Steve coming all the way from downtown Emerald. Ahoy, uh, hoy. And the lovely Helen of the OC board game fame and uh, many other unmentionables. <laughs> Hello. And our special guest host this evening is Joe Cashabella, Mr. Southeast Queensland Regional Kickstarter Group. Hello, Joe. Howdy. Buongiorno. Buonasera. Come stai bene? And also lots of languages. Bless you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it should be, Mr. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even Steve, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us, Joe. Um, so as usual, we're going to kick it off with a, a get to know Joe, a few sort of introductory questions. So, uh, Joe, how do you know us? Oh, gee, apart from uh, jail time, uh, where we spent thirteen years together, um, I, I you might have to say who that actually was. Well, no, uh, well, you know, it was a, it was a Thai prison. Well, it was close. It was like a Thai prison at times. Um, but uh, no, I've I've uh, known Dave and G Money. I think the longest, um, uh, just purely because I worked with um, Dave. I think I was at one stage, or maybe two or three times, his boss. Um, so you know, the way that he's turned out to be is completely my fault. Um, so yes, I'll take the blame and fall on my sword for that one. Um, but uh, and then um, as they tried to indoctrinate me into the world of board games, um, that's then when uh, I was exposed, uh, literally exposed, um, to uh, Doctor Schiltz. Mm. Not a real doctor, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and and many others, some of whom are actual doctors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, Mister Troy. Yeah. yeah. So no, it was it was um, yeah, thirteen years has kind of just evaporated really quickly. But um, I think at one stage we all had hair that we could you know be proud of. We had nice golden locks. We were yeah. uh, courting. We may not have been married at that kind. We were childless. Mm. Uh, it was all the best things in the world oh, at that time. We were going yeah. on holidays. Um, yeah, there's lots of holidays and trips mm. around. There were lions and tigers involved at stages and. I think uh, you got to go to a wonderful zoo in in Bali. I think, Dave. And yeah, do you remember when we were members of Virginia Golf Club? We were. Yeah, I was there membership for three years. uh, In fact, yeah, Yeah, with members of Virginia. So yes, we shared a common interest: um, NFL, fantasy football. um, Unfortunately, not the New York Giants, but um, you know. So, so indeed, anything sports, and um, but uh, I must say, out of out of all of them, is certainly um, the 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 opening my eyes to the board game industry. So um, that's been very very uh, good for me. Hmm. When you talk about games that open your eyes, anyone particular come to mind? Well, you know, you never forget your first one, right? So um, and so that's why. You know, still number Charlie one, number party. one. Is, yeah, it was. How did you know? It, yeah. No, it was not Charlie Party. It was, it was uh, Twilight Imperium, um, fourth edition. Well, I remember. Jump into that. Yep. Yeah. Top of the mountain. Yeah. Top of the mountain. Hey, hey, Joe. We've, you know, we've got this big. You know, there'll be everybody there. There'll be pizza and drink, and and G Money will be there, and um, you know, you know, have a look at this thing and pick your faction and. You're a strategic and, uh, guy, right, Joe? Yeah, yeah sure. You wanna, think, you've got a you free know. day, yeah. And okay, how long does on. it go for? Oh, just a couple of hours, you'll be right. And just turn up, and I think it went for something like maybe seven hours. Um, and um, best time, 
Um, and I think if I, I remember, uh, Rob and his plants uh, annihilated everyone. And I think by about round two, Troy, uh, who was on, on my left-hand side, had um, his war son and was checkmate. So I was puppet the rest of the time. So, um, But there was he, plenty of he laughs. He had his and hand all the way up your rectum. It, well, pretty much right to, to my throat and was just like puppeteering me, like, just come, come this way. But, um, but uh, yeah, so I, I left that and um, and then the good thing about it was that we kind of continued the friendly banter and there was a narrative that was actually written. I think, Dave, you, you put in a couple of pages worth of... Um, and uh, now and then I actually do find that email and, and rip it out and have a bit of a read because it's, it's actually quite funny and, and some of the... Um, the narrative not only reflects the personality of the players, but but um, it was it was just so much fun. So it didn't matter where you came, in in um, you know whether you lost or whether you were within three three VPs or, or whichever. It was just what completely blew my mind is when we got to the agenda phase and and here we are squabbling over laws and and voting and and um, bluffing and misdirection and it was just. Um, it's good. So for your first one, you know, lots of mechanics to learn and and do it. But I think I, I got a good handle of it. And by by about the tenth round, I kind of go, oh, this is how you play the game. And um, <laughs> and I uh, only had one more victory point, but that was good enough for me. I still remember the moment in that game when Troy said to you, "Now, Joe, I'm just going to take this system off you, but only for a moment, right? Just so I can score a point, and then you can have it back." Yeah, right. That's right. And then you use that to win the game. Yes. That's something, yes. Putin, I, something Putin would say. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's very reminiscent. And I just put my tail between my legs and I yes. said, yes, God. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. So Twilight, your first game, what's your favorite game you've ever played? Oh, gee, that's um my, my favorite game, gaming moment or game game. So this is pretty hard that I've got now over 200 in my collection, um, which is, which my wife says, what's arrived today? Another box of junk. Um, so, so I've gone, I've gone all out real deep um, in stuff, but I would say, look, one of, and it might sound, um, family one is Wingspan because that's a, that's the family game. And so my wife absolutely loves that. So whenever there's, you know, an opportunity to, to get out wingspan and, and get spanked. Um, that's that's the game that we play. And, is, that like, um, is that like the reward for playing wingspan yeah. is that later on you get spanked? They're not related. Yeah, so wingspan is, is probably the, the family favourite and, um, and it, it kind of just brings, you know, everybody together at the table and you kind of go, yeah, we had a crappy week or whatever it was and and we'll um you know play a game and i had some relatives out um that are kind of later in life they're in their 60s and never really played a board game other than monopoly and um so we um we got wingspan out and um and you know they were pretty much hooked on on board gaming and engine building so it was you know that's probably their gateway and their entry but um so that one would be that one but i i i can't really you know, pass up saying TI. I know it's a bit of a, a cliche, but it's my first one. It's my most favourite one. So whenever there's an opportunity to kind of either teach it or, or you know, um, have a round, um, which isn't, you know, frequent enough. Like, you, know, you get a couple of good games a year. Um, but certainly there's a few Lacerda ones um, that I like as well. And Age of Steam would probably come a, be up there for me in the, in the top five. Um for me in that space but um, I played architects today and did a bit of a teach on that one and that was so fun because we hadn't touched it for a while and there were a couple of new people um, and um, yeah they certainly enjoyed it and one had completely written it off saying oh, I've played this I've played this before uh, absolutely hate it you know and by the end of it was saying you know what the group makes the game and um, and that was really really good to to kind of see um and i'd probably is my third one that i'll throw up is a i'll say an old and goldie but it's a city of the big shoulders um really hard to get but it's a uh, a good one um nonetheless so yes you're, you're very much showing why you and dave are such good friends 
Well, it's just he's indoctrinated me, um, really. So, yeah. um, I just hassled you every single day relentlessly of, until you played my games. Lots of great ones. I'm just looking at my shelf now, and right staring right in front of me is Le Havre. Um, first time I played Le Havre was with Steve. That's um, a great night, and, too. And that's right, and we made a running joke for a long time. It's go, hey, Steve, you got any wood? Yes. Um, you know, would you like to buy some I, wood? I, I definitely would like that wood, but I don't think I want it right now. No, that's right. <laughs> um, and Halitau was another one, um, you know, in, in there. But yeah, so lots of memorable moments. But there's just, you know, my, my interests are just playing, trying to play as much and as often as you can and um, and enjoy the groups that you've got and get out and just play. You know, it's a good point you raised there, Joe, because it's one of my favorite things to do with Shane. I know he plays a lot of games and a lot of them he's actually quick to decide on. So he'll come out and and say, like, I hated Big Shoulders. And then I played it with you guys and now I love Big Shoulders. And and I I think we're on nearly double digits of games that he's disliked playing and wanted to get rid of or has actually sold and then came and played it with a different group of people and thought, no, I really like that. I want to buy it again. Yeah. Well, good luck getting City the Big Shoulders if you left that one there, Mr. Tom. Yeah. And Joe, but, um, <laughs> no, he did. He sold his copy. Yeah, I'm still, yeah. I'm still dirty about him for that. <laughs> yeah. It's like the week after he put it in his top 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a real roller coaster for me that week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he did a pretty big cut this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of which I did buy two, though. <laughs> I, I bought one. <laughs> I bought so, Ark Nova. He was selling Ark Nova. Outrageous, like, I know. How can you, yeah, there's no way you've given that enough of a go to have made a choice yet. Mm. Mm. Yep. Well, he's lost. Someone else's win. That's, yeah. that's how it rolls. But I just look at it as sharing, right? So sometimes you got to create some space and... And often it's within the group. Like if you have a look at who's buying, who's buying the games. Like I've, yeah. I've, I think I've funded probably Steve's move up to that emerald. Um, <laughs> I, there's this one time he put it on there, and I'm just looking up. Yeah, Heroes of uh, Air, Sea, and Land. I got. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. There's um, Etherfields in there. Throw that in there. Throw Halatau in there. Etherfields didn't even get out of the box. Eight hundred bucks worth of. Yeah. Um, you know, don't tell my wife that. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, there's many times so to worry. Yeah. Hey, Please I bought over three thousand dollars worth of games to support Dave, so I get it. Yeah, I, do, I will come to Shane's defense a little bit too, because his reasoning for selling big shoulders. I've sold games for that same reason, and that is that the only people I'll ever play this game with already own this game, um, which I, I get. I get that argument, but the reason, obviously, otherwise, is that I sold a lot of games that I will never play again without finding a new game group. So I guess that's probably a similar thing too. Like it doesn't matter how much I want, my wife's not going to play Nemesis with me. It's just mm. not going to happen. Whereas we go the other way often, we'll go, oh, we really like TI. Every single person gets a copy of TI. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Which works if you then expand that out and then introduce another five or six players each. But no, we still usually play it together. Yeah, and yeah. that's <laughs> such a huge game, right? It makes more sense if it's a little game that you can play with other things. Like when we played Subterra 2 the other week, like three other people in our game group bought it. So we now have four copies in our game group, but I'll go play that with my mum or they'll go play that with other people because it's a smaller mm. game. I saw. So I know you were talking to me about that the other week. So was Subterra 2, you actually got copies of it? Yeah. So oh. I've got Subterra, he's, uh, and Subterra 2's arrived. So they right. got basically what happened is because it's gone bust, they've gone into liquidation now. Yeah. Um, but the people who made the game, like the actual company who made it, the producers produced yeah. it, have sold retail copies to try and ret- get some of their money back. So right. they were selling it. So we got copies from Canada. Right. Um, yeah. So we got we've got four copies in it. So I've got a copy of Subterra too. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, because we played a version, like we played one of the copies that came earlier, and it's just, it's a really well-made game. It's such a shame for all those people who invested so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we, yeah, it was ninety-five dollars a game. It wasn't cheap. They're recouping some costs out of that, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. So, so it's good. So, uh, Mr. Casabella, um, you've mentioned a couple of plays already, but if you were to like single out like your most hilarious board gaming moment, can you do that? Oh, most hilarious board gaming moment. What <clears throat> story? Oh, gee. Um, 
Oh, look, I think I've had a couple of crackers um, with uh, Western Legends. Um, so we've we've played it. We've played, yeah. It's just because it's so sandboxy, and um, and there's there's twice I've played it now. Uh, once with my family, and then once with my my work colleagues. And and you know, Western theme is fantastic, but you can go and do everything. So there's this time when, um, particularly my niece, I'll give you that example, and and she absolutely loves it because she's often takes the path of evil and um so charlotte clark if you're listening evil never pays but in, in western legends it does but um we very competitive so we're just trying to you know figure out what's the fastest way and and to make as much money as we can so you know i'll do the honest thing and i'll go and hit the gold mines up and um so then I make my way up to the bank and she makes the way at the bank and then she kills the bank guard and then she robs me of my gold and then banks it uh, in the same in the same move. <laughs> and um, and that's family for you, um, you know, pretty yeah. good. But as as that kind of um, game kind of manifested itself, it, it kind of like out of the four of us between my sister and my brother-in-law, it became, you know, a split of good good versus evil and, and then it became, you know, 2v2 type thing and... And, you know, four and a half hours later, it was just kind of like, you're sleeping on the lounge tonight and you're grounded for the next three weeks. And and it, it just became so immersive that we kind of, you know, um, uh, forgot about, um, you know, just the little things um, in, in life, really. It's, you know, midnight on, on a... Uh, it was actually Christmas Eve midnight that we, we oh, played wow. it last and... And um and suddenly you go oh where's the where's the time gone so we'll chalk that up as a as a as a great family one, um but I've had little ones like that um then then I've had some really brutal ones that that end up being fun anyway like in Age of Steam and I'm gonna you know um throw Adnan um in in under this one because I always remind him of it um this one time at band camp moment but but um uh, I had this route it was premium. Um, he kind of figured me out really quickly, and he, and he could have done something that, that had earned him more money, but chose to do something that earned him less money, and he absolutely cock-blocked me. And he, <laughs> and, but he does this whole, oh, you know, I feel really bad. I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, okay, I will do it. Sorry to cock-block you. And it just killed me. Like, <laughs> that was it. That was the end of the game. He was, yeah. like, on 80, and, and everybody else was on, was on 50. <laughs> But every time I see the mongrel, I'll sell him, you know, you, yeah, um, on that one. But it's it always has like you go to a board game um event um and and um and we'll see him there and, and it's always good to just catch up a, with a beer and just go, you know, this one time at band camp. But um, the first and and um was really um that created a bit of the narrative that flowed through the story was Nemesis, so. It's my first time playing Nemesis. We had um, somebody teach it, and um, I don't know, Steve, if you were at that one, but but I, don't, I think you might have missed it. And we had um, Shannon Tilly, another another guy that that um, Dave and I work with, and um, he was a convict convict in Nemesis, and I was kind of the medic, and there's a couple of others, and the ship's captain decided to re- release the convict, and he's going, <laughs> "Why? Why did you release him? Like clearly he's up to no good." But as the game kind of manifested itself, he set the whole ship on fire, double-crossed the whole bunch of people, and and um, and then eventually got eaten by the alien whilst the scientist in the wheelchair and the medic escaped um, without anything. But but often I'll, that'll be a reference point whenever whenever I'm playing with Shannon. It's kind of like, I'll never forget that time in Nemesis. You know, Sicilians have uh, long memories, <laughs> uh, very long memories. But, um, yeah, any, any type of... Of moment that kind of creates and that that narrative that you can kind mm. of always hinge on because it does create a little bit of rivalry. But when you do catch up, it is a bit of fun. You have a bit of laugh and you kind of go, oh, "We haven't touched that. Let's play that again sometime yeah, soon." Yeah. So, um, you know, he is desperate for me to go play John Company, but um, but I worry, I fear for my life in that one. Um, I, I wasn't at that Nemesis game, but it don't it doesn't matter anymore because everyone else in that group was, and I've heard so <laughs> many stories from that game. It's legendary. I might as well have been there. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, Joe. So now that we uh, know you a little bit, we might hand over the reins to you, and you can take us away from here with tonight's topic and see how well, we go. What's, what is tonight's topic? Is it gateway games? Uh, Kickstarters. Kickstarters. Or so, oh, that's right. That? 
What's the... Okay, so I know that you guys invest a lot in Kickstarters because obviously they funnel them through me, kind of like a middleman. Um, uh, except for Helen. Her. I don't think Helen's bought anything from their CQ. No, markets, I have not. But, but, you know, yet. She hasn't well, bought anything yet. That's very true, very true. <laughs> um, G-Money is also known as the king maker, uh, the king pledge maker, because as soon as architects come out, it just goes... I was lucky pledge. though, because I hadn't bought anything it's... before that, so I got the whole kit. No, you got everything. Go. That's hilarious. That was a bargain, you know, just slap it down. I think it cost like six dollars. It was great. <laughs> oh, postage? Yeah. No, it was less than that. It was like two bucks. Yeah, two I think bucks. They actually postage. paid me in the end, like you know, four hundred and forty-four dollars New Zealand for the yeah. whole suite. The of, funniest uh, thing, funniest thing about that, 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 because I was, I got on that pledge as well. I, don't, I haven't gotten many on the SEQs because obviously I don't live in Brizzy anymore. But I just remember. The conversation about the coins. <laughs> that was, was really fantastic. Everyone had already decided on everything they were going to buy, and someone just said, "What about the metal coins?" And I just get on and say, "Oh yeah, you got to get the metal coins. They're so yeah. awesome. They're great metal coins." And then all these people start messaging Joe, going, "Oh yeah, fifteen yeah, other people. We'll grab, we'll grab, a, we'll grab a set of metal coins. We we'll grab a set of metal coins." I'm like, and then I'm like, "Yeah." Fair, but are you really going to get the metal coins out of your architect's box and put them in your paladin's box and then get them out of your no. Like, so then it was like, yeah, good call. Three sets of metal coins. Yeah. <laughs> I think we ended up collecting like twenty sets of metal coins. They were a bargain at fourteen dollars each. You know, uh, retail you pay forty bucks, but and yeah. still people chase them for me. They think like I've got coins everywhere. Sleeves and coins are what people go. You got any whiskey? It's like, come over here. What's, you know, have you got any sleeves? <laughs> can, you, can you hook me up the sleeves um you know type thing so so uh so yeah so we're going to be talking about uh kickstarters um whether it be game kickstarters or any type of kickstarter that that you've kind of uh thought is quirky or you did back uh and in shameless um and not charty party i think we've referred to charty party quite a bit now but um maybe something uh different um I've kind of um, been tempted from time to time to kind of diversify my investment portfolio in Kickstarter. So, um, <laughs> so uh, you know, you mean into like, actual shares or equity in Kickstarter well, itself. Well, you never know with these things. Um, I did see, you know, not many people realise that I am a bit of a beekeeper. Um, so I'm a bit of a nerd all rounder. But, but, um, but when when the flow hives hit hit the uh, market, they were going in for some tooling. Uh, set up their Brisbane shop um, here, and um, I think they were after about ten grand just to to buy some laser cutting equipment, and ended up um, having something like fourteen million dollars worth of investment. So, you know, and um, and so the company went from very, you know, micro uh, in size to having to get a CEO overnight and a chief financial officer, and you know, setting everything up and thinking about the logistics chain, but. Um, you know, they've been quite successful since and, and have, um, um, you know, moved into social media and a whole bunch of other things for, for wonderful elements in beekeeping, irrespective of where you sit, whether you're a traditionalist or a purist or, mm. or you like the, um, the innovation that goes with it. But, um, yeah, so when we talk about, you know, kind of, uh, investment in other portfolios, um, whether it be kind of gaming, like PC gaming, there's a lot of, you know, software and, and game stuff that people kind of dabble in, um, or there's, uh, you might see, you know, belts, shoes, I think I've seen backpacks, um, I've seen an ostrich pillow, um, that kind of goes, oh, and I'll talk to you about the ostrich pillow a little bit later, because that, that'll <laughs> pop up on one of mine. Um, the weirdest one um, I've seen is um, a hot potato. So it it appeared as a bit of a board game. Um, so hot potato, just like any any you know concept, you throw a potato at somebody and throw it off. Except it was electrically charged. Uh, so it was literally you catch it and you get you get you know massive shock and and um, and I think uh, there was uh, a few lawsuits as a result of that one, but. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. So look it up. There's uh, there was a Kickstarter called Hot Potato. I'm pretty sure. Um, if not, I would have seen it and I've tagged it on my Amazon wish list um, to, to kind of <laughs> give to my to give to my seven year old to take to school for show and tell. There used to be a game like that, and when I say game, it was more of a toy, and it was just a disc and it had four handles, and you just have to sit around and hold the handles, and one of you would get shocked. That mm. was the entire game. It's like a drinking game. 
and it was like mid twenties. I just remember this thing. We used it like three times, and then someone spilled a drink on it. It doesn't work anymore. Yep, and then somebody got electrocuted and died. Yep. Oh no, it's the tiniest little shop. The um the the fun that we had when I was a teenager growing up in a small country town was you'd 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 create an electric fence chain. So someone would hold on the electric fence, then hold on to the next person, and so on and so on and so on and so on, and the shock would go through everyone. The last person to get a bigger shock—it was amazing. It was science. Yeah. yeah. Ten amp, two hundred and forty volts, Steve. That's how you country boys did it. Um, it was a cow fence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was not a farmer. I don't know that stats. I was, I was just one of the many young alcoholics there that was uh, in part of the, part of the chain. But you didn't whiz on it, though, did you? Don't whiz on the electric. No, 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 I didn't try we, that one. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dave? What's, Look, what have you um, listened to Kickstarter fancy face? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've talked a little bit in the past about some that, that have never arrived. So I did back that um, laser cut rubber band minigun, which, <laughs> which weirdly enough, in January there was an update from Ukraine that we're still making them. Like. Okay, buddy. Like the you most keep have living. gone to the front line. Yeah, <laughs> we just had to make real guns for a while. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think so. <laughs> I don't to... know what the yeah. logistics of the shipping trains are like from Ukraine at the moment. It's fairly, fairly ordinary, I'd imagine. Um, but look, I, they, they obviously they didn't die, so that's that's a positive sign. That, that is positive. So there is some may, hope. Yeah, mm. may eventually happen. Um, and I pulled re- I pulled out at the last minute of a 3D printer, which was also good because that didn't end up fulfilling at all. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there was just some interesting ones. So I was sort of flicking through some of the ones that I'd seen in the past. Um, back in the early days, I remember the, the news story about the clothes folding <laughs> machine. Um, so the, the clothes folding machine was so they saw a, a gap in the market <laughs> for a, a machine that folded your clothes that you could have in a house. So the only machines they have that exist that do that now are like industrial and factories and things. So they're like, okay, we can miniaturize this. We can make it. Everybody can have, you know, your washing machine, your dryer, your folding machine. So we'll, we'll do a Kickstarter and we'll get it funded. Entry price, 5,000 US. Oh, that'll, that's pretty good. It's a bargain. Yeah. So you need just to, you know, to get one of the first of these machines. Mm. Um, so you can have a look up if you want. It's called the Foldy Mate 5,000. Foldy with an eye. Um, Five thousand. I would love to look it up, but my I'd love to look it up, but my keyboard's too loud. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that is true. Well, I can send it a link later. Then. But so, so the Foldy mate, um, it was unsuccessful in getting funded. Um, I'm sure you're not surprised. Of the five thousand dollar pledges to get one of the machines, there was zero backers. Okay. Um, the there was a whole bunch of uh, tiers that you could do, like supports. I get stickers and T-shirts and stuff like that. Um, and one of them was there was an inner circle where you'd get um, early access to the factory to go and see how the machines <laughs> are being made and created. Um, they had one backer for that, and that was their highest backer. So wow. they didn't actually get anybody that wanted one of these things. Um, uh, and you can see why some of the photos on the, the actual pledge. It looks like, I'd say, a small car. Um <laughs> Except it's got like outside chains and and wheels and levers and things that just sort oh of move gosh. you close through. But there's a video on there, and you put a t-shirt on there, it'll be folded into a nice, neat little package. But how loud is it? Like at what? <laughs> oh, I'm sure, it sounds like a bike. It runs on it's runs on unleaded industrial, yeah. <laughs> and it only takes 17 minutes to do it. <laughs> That's right. You'd be cheaper just to hire, oh you know, a laundry person. Yeah, it says or, it you is- know arms. <laughs> yeah, it says it takes a third of the time of washing your clothes. So you just, yeah, you just take it out of the washing machine, put it in the folding machine, and Bob's your uncle. You got a set of folded clothes. So that was a cracker. But so one I actually did look at, and I might end up getting at some stage if I've got a big chunk of disposable cash. Was the invisibility shield? Did any of you guys see those? It's too, it was invisible, yeah. I think I might have seen one, but I'm not sure. It may have been invisible at the time. <laughs> yeah. I gave that too big of a laugh. <laughs> <but I went. laughs> um, so the Invisible Shield did actually get funded, but it's a it's kind of like a combo mirror sort of light refracting thing. Um, and it, it's fairly functional. Like It, it blurs, blurs the background, things. yeah. 
Yeah, so you put it on a black a background, and it's only about a meter high, but you you look invisible behind it. So they they funded that. Um, they're actually delivering, I think now, or may, maybe from December twenty two onwards, according to their site. Um, it's, again, it's not cheap; it's like five hundred bucks, but it's literally a non powered, so you don't need battery or power cable or anything like that. It's just a a light shield that refracts the light, and you can't see what's behind it. So, so are you Predator? Like, if you have well, one? Maybe. Because that's awesome. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> and the final one I, I was actually quite keen to do, and I still might also, this one hasn't fulfilled yet. Um, it's Levitating Dice, so it's kind of, I guess, board game adjacent. But it's a tiny little um, electromagnet, and you get these special dice that come with the pledge, and they're, they're metallic, and they actually spin and hover. So you just put them on this little block and they hover and you can spin them around and then it sort of levitate and then you just grab them off there and roll them. Look fantastic. Just be cool to sit next to the desk and just go, little, little <laughs> levitating dice. So, yeah, that's, that's my Steve, you, You'd fun. have some for sure. Um, I don't have any... That, I'm sorry, I've just looked at the invisibility shield. I need to do, not do that while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, right? it's, yeah. It's yeah. relatively legit, right? It surprised me how good uh, it was. Uh. So I, I backed, um, I might I may have even told this story already 14 episodes yet and I'm repeating myself. So stop me if that is the case. But um, I got jammed by a mate of mine. <laughs> yes, you did tell us yeah, about it. The us book? A, the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe I won't share that story again then. But yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, I should close the book on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moral of the story zing. is, um, yeah, when he's at 40% and you feel bad for him, so you back it, so he bunches, yes. jumps up to 45 just remember that he could also spend the money to make the other 55% happen and then you lose out on your money. Um, but, hey, the book got made, so yep. happy days. Um, all right. Um, but I found a few other odd ones. I've actually, I actually went a different tack to what we, um, cause I, a lot, a lot of the stuff is either Charty Party or that book and everything else is fairly explainable. Um, but there's this Kickstarter at the moment called Rocketball 007. And it says, Tell me more. um, Rocketball 007. I know who it is. That's, that's what it is. Right. So, it's this old guy who's like a producer of music and he's raising money uh, to get a copy, a digital copy of, of this music, but also offering like um, um, like the stuff on vinyl, um, like remixes of other stuff. It's, and, and also he's, he's like also happy to you know, take your music and, and uh, produce it if you're paying for that. But that's not, that's not one of the backing things, but, if you just listen to the first like 10 seconds of the video, it's bloody hilarious because it's this you know, really heavy sort of techno music followed by this old guy dropping in and going, oh, hey, I, I, I make this music, like very not the person you would think that's behind the music. It's just a bit of fun. It's making a dollar from one backer. So it's um not doing particularly well. Um, but um, yeah, it's the um, if you want to get a copy of I Know Who It Is digitally, it's twenty five bucks US for a digital copy of a of an album. Um, if you want the Bandcamp catalog version, it's two hundred dollars US, and if you want the Spy Hunt forty five, then you're looking at five hundred US. Um, so um, yeah. That's uh that 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 one I found and I just thought that's a bit of fun and it's you can back it right now forty days left. Rocketball 007, I know who it is. I Currently don't, at I don't, one dollar. I don't know who it is. If yeah, not yeah, another mate of yours that you're trying to no, get some business for. Um, but yeah, I, I guess for me, I yeah, I've, I've successfully avoided a lot of um, dodgy ones. The, the, probably the dodgiest thing that I've ever gone in for, as I think I've also mentioned on here, which was the, the 3D printer that um, had a lot of problems and its help desk was just a Facebook group um, and it still is. So that was, um, that was painful though. It wasn't, it wasn't funny. It was like I, I wanted to find the people who did that and throw the 3D printer at them. Um, at one point I ended up buying a new 3D printer and, I went onto the forum and like, I finally fixed my problem. 
I threw this one in the bin and I bought a better machine. <laughs> that was that was my response. So, yeah. But as far as funny things go, yeah, I don't really have many many, unfortunately. So, yeah. Mm, all right. I think um, just Helen. I think um, you look a bit innocent there. So uh, tell us about uh, tell us about the the stuff that might have uh, enticed you, and um, you know, potentially if you wanted to to jump in. Yeah. So I'm going to stick to my lameness. I've only ever backed one thing on Kickstarter my whole life, and that was the Veronica Mars movie. Oh. Yeah. I knew you'd say that. Yeah. I was a massive fan, and I was so excited. So I backed the movie, and I paid extra to get, like, a signed poster and a digital copy of the script, and I got the DVDs, um, some stickers, I think, at the time, a T-shirt. It was good. But, um, but yeah, I was really happy until they made season four and then they can go to hell now. Um, but... <laughs> Sorry, you need to explain that. I was so Veronica Mars season one, two, three, cult, um, classic, good, good show starring Kristen Bell, obviously, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, she's a, a, a de- detective, works for her detective, dad's detective agency as she's going to school after her best friend was murdered. She's trying to solve the mystery. So that's season one and then it goes through and there's constant murders and mysteries to solve. Then the movie was ten years later. Everybody came back for it. It was all lovely. They got the two cup the couple together in the end. Then they made season four on uh, Stan, I think it was. And um, they <laughs> they just made her unlikable. Um, she was fighting with her partner and then they ended up getting them together at the end. It was great. They got married. Last three minutes of the show, they blew him up. What? Yeah. So because they wanted her, the the writer wanted her to go on and be more of a noir detective on her own, leaving and solving cases and leave behind the high school of it all. But it was just like everybody was just like, what the hell just happened? You just killed off like one of the favourite characters, which is hilarious because episode one, he's the most unlikable character. But you just fall in love with this guy called Logan, played by Jason Doring, and then, yeah, they kill him at the end. It was mortifying. Was it so, to set up season five? Like, were they actually going to keep going with yeah, it? Yeah, he wanted to. But they he did it knowing that fans wouldn't be happy, but he didn't care. Mm. He did it anyway. And I'm like... Yeah. Dude, you wouldn't even have a season four had it not been for the fans because at the time it was the fastest growing Kickstarter. It really changed the scope of what Kickstarter was. Like they made like they wanted, I think, $6 million. I think they made like thirteen or something, thirteen okay. to $15 million. So they were able to do a better movie than they originally planned. But, yeah, he just basically went, screw you all, you know. I don't want to hate on Rob Thomas too much, who's the director, different Rob Thomas to Matchbox 20. Right. Um, But he also directed Party Down, which has just come back for a new season, which is a show about some um, catering, a catering company. But it has a lot of the same, a lot of the same actors are in both. So Ryan Hansen, uh, Ken Marino, they're they're both in both. So, yeah, it's great. so Veronica Mars movie, they wanted two million, they got five point seven million. Right. So that's, that's a big go. effort. That's it, a lot and, but of it cash. was quick too. They got it quick. Yeah, we were so excited because when the show f- ended back in back in the day, when season three got cancelled, like it was before all like the internet and stuff. People, the fans were literally sending Mars bars to the people saying get this show back on the set they got like thousands like tens of thousands of mars bars sent to their office trying to save the show wow um so when it came back on kickstarter it was just yeah it was heavily Mm. backed and it was great it was so exciting and we were so excited for it and season four so excited for it and thought this is so great and then they yes and they didn't need to kill him off he was in like i'm gonna say the navy but that's probably wrong he was in the armed forces and they could have just sent him off on a mission. They could have done anything to get him out of the picture. Yeah, they didn't right. have to murder him. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it was, it's a big thing. I, I actually have some um, some sites I follow on, on Facebook and they still are like, I'm still not over it. <laughs> it's been like three years. They're like, I'm still not over it. I still can't mm. watch it. All right. Or they watch the whole of season four up until the last five minutes and just pretend that didn't happen. They stop at the wedding. Oh, like at the end of Serenity, when you just pretend Wash doesn't die. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pretend I know what Serenity is, so... I watched this show once that wasn't very good, but my wife and I just loved it. And I, I, again, stop me if I've told you this story because I feel I have a terrible memory. Um, but the show was Las Vegas and uh, it went for about, I think, four or five seasons. It was decent cast. It had like that Josh Duhamel before he was anybody and it had James Kahn, um, you know, a few other big names. But um, it was all about this casino that they ran in Vegas. And the James Kahn's daughter and Josh Duhamel we're getting married in the last episode and old lovey was pregnant. And then she went into labor while she was walking down the aisle and that was the end of the season. And then it got cut. So similar to your Mars bar story, apparently all these people started sending in booties for the baby to the, to the, um, whatever Producers channel was on. Whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and, but nothing ever came of it, but it was this huge big thing. Like, um, and because it must've been, Facebook must've been around because you know how like Facebook knows what you're looking around, looking at, but it was just, there was all these posts of you should join this group and send in booties for booties for the baby. And let's get this show back on. Let's find out what happens next. And so, yeah, it's good to know that there's stories like yours where that actually eventuates into something actually happening. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, they do a Kickstarter and they get, you know, multiple million millions dollars. of dollars. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, really fun a bit of TV. Because yeah. I think Fireflow is like the ultimate one where it may have been before the real invent of Facebook and the internet sort of activism stuff and just never came back. So, Helen, did you say you haven't seen Firefly? I haven't seen Firefly. Neither have I. If Kickstarter uh, was around, that show would still be going. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, no, yeah. I've heard very much Firefly is that show. It's that the show like, that should never have been It's 20 cancelled. years ago now and people still go, fucking how dare they not? They do another do. season of Firefly. And Serenity was a movie related to it, wasn't it? Did the movie come first or after? No, it was the follow-up that was probably the script for the second season that they tried to cram into a movie to just finish the story a bit. But, yeah, sort of went off on a bit of a tangent. And I think they knew at the end of it they weren't ever coming back, so they, just, they killed a few characters. I feel like we could do an entire episode yes. just of shows that they shittily ended. <laughs> like Dick stuff. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ali McBeal. Oh, I know Jesus. I'm going back a bit, but yeah. shocking. I, I wasted so much time. I literally got to the end. I watched the last episode and I went, I literally just wasted the time watching any of that because of that ending. That was fucking shit. I'm like, never again. And I will never watch it again. See, there's a whole other tangent there, though, where I would say there's a whole bunch of TV shows that they shittily didn't end. Yeah, like, yeah. like, come on! Because they didn't know they were cancelled. Put put a bow on the Walking Dead after two seasons, please, and then it's a great show. Now I'm like, I don't, I don't care anymore. Oh, there were some good bits in season three and four, but oh, yeah. I it could have I, been season I, I three. I, I don't remember when I stopped watching. I just remember going, okay, like we all read yeah. Day of the Triffids. Let's move on. Like, yeah. and there's so much extra stuff. Like Lost, one of my favorite shows, but Lost got completely, you know, off the tracks in the middle of the year and. The run because of the brighter strike that happened then and mm, so they yeah. went from like a full season with a plan to like 13 episodes where they actually there was no idea what was going on and mm. it wrecked the whole rest of the story it was just completely random and then eight seasons later, yeah it was just kind of yeah they just yeah it. you could say but they yeah. lost the plot oh yeah i was trying to avoid that one too <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it definitely feels like that is a whole other episode of TV yeah. shows that it should have ended and didn't, and it's ended disappointing. And, shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. and and maybe there's the rare gem out there that ended perfectly. Oh, well, there is. Yeah. Ted Lasso is coming. I don't want it to end, but maybe it will be perfect. Yeah. Look, if you haven't seen Mister In Between, oh. um, definitely. <laughs> um, that? That's, that's got to be I, one of my my most favourite. Um, yeah, it's my most favourite from last year. I think the the whole bit with the police where he's like, I don't answer questions. Right. It still gets me. Right. There's a show called You're the Worst. It was probably one of the best endings I've ever seen on a TV show. What was that? You're the Worst. worst. Uh, Is that because it ended? Just the way they ended it was absolutely perfect. Anywho, I digress. Well, we might be talking about that in an episode in the near future. So that's all I have from my my Kickstarter history. I did have a quick look today and there were some gems on there. There's a, a movie that they're trying to get made called Happy Meat, which uh-huh. is about when a lab-grown meat develops teeth, the company owner faces an escalating set of dilemmas as the situation spirals out of control. Basically, the teeth meet, the meat person goes and tries to kill the board and seems like a bit of a horror, very bizarre. 
So that's... There's already a movie that sounds a bit like that called Rubber. It looked a bit like that. It's literally the, when you go onto the Kickstarter page, it's literally a, pe- a steak with eyes and a nose and, and a mouth on it. Yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's another one called Eating the Indies, the wrestling cookbook. And oh, I found that one too. A group of independent wrestlers together <laughs> to make a cookbook. So one of the some of the cookbook uh, recipes are buffalo chicken egg rolls and white chili. The best thing about that buffalo chicken egg rolls, though, is that the picture they've got on it is of this female wrestler who has just been absolutely hammered and she's covered in blood all over her head. It's like chicken buffalo egg rolls. They <laughs> <laughs> got the marketing down. <laughs> uh, and so, I love yeah. that it says, what does it say? All profits from this Kickstarter will be going to the talent. So this yes. is like <laughs> a way for the independent wrestling Racket to get some and, money. And, but what you get for your pledges is literally, you know, a re- one person got to put their recipe in the book with their picture and everything. One person got to have a sponsor page dedicated to them. And, um, yeah, otherwise it was, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Interesting what people are selling. Cool. Gee, money, I don't think we a few. Um, I bought a few, few games on Kickstarter. Uh, only a couple. Only a couple. Yeah. Not much. No. Um, I do. The one thing I regret is that, like, I never got into like Critical Role when it was doing its Kickstarter thing. Okay. Like, I don't really have much interest outside of board games and stuff. I, to be honest, I've never really looked at Kickstarter for other stuff. But like a big community project like that would have been amazing to have been like a part of to help make it work and succeed. Going back to board games, best one you've ever backed, hands down. Oh, uh, Frosthaven. <laughs> like, other than Frosthaven or Gloomhaven, best—it's uh, got to be the Kingmaker pledge. It has to be yeah. value for money. Yeah, that—that's a—that's a distant third. So has Gloomhaven, oh, Frosthaven always been Kickstarters? Uh. You can get you can get Gloomhaven retail, and I think you can also still now get Frosthaven retail. But you both can. both started on Kickstarter, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the, even the retail ones, at Frosthaven, are Kickstarter. Mm. Like the retailers are Kickstarting back. Yeah, true. Mm. I, I definitely had a clear winner for best Kickstarter I've ever backed, um, and it's Smartphone Inc. It's uh, a cracking game. It was one of the first Kickstarters ever backed, like probably around about Charlie Party time. Um, and it had this, I've talked about this a bit, but it had this weird existential moment when I opened the box, um, because I've opened the box and there's this handwritten letter from Ivan Lashin saying, thank you for backing my game. I'm like, that's cool as, and then I'd move that off the top of the box. And the first component I see says Steve, and it's in like cardboard and it's a piece of the game. I'm like, holy shit, this is like a custom version of this game for me and then i realized that steve is the ai for the solo <laughs> game was. and it's, it looks a lot like steve jobs's um silhouette but um yes. <laughs> it was just like as soon as i'm just like for a good 30 seconds i was like this is unbelievable like this guy has done five thousand versions of this game and made a personal one for everyone who's backed it holy crap but no um but yeah i, I mean obviously it's a gift that still gives still gives today um, had all the expansion stuff in that you could buy in the retail version later, the 1.1 expansion, it was all included. Um, had a really good community too. Like they created these like scenarios that you could uh, go to the community and download and play and they're still adding to that. So and it's been out for a while now. So, um, And then he went on to make Furnace, which was another cracking game, but yeah, it's for smartphone. Yeah, it's a top 10 game for me and it's, it's yeah, one of the first ones are back. So yeah, mate, mate. Probably wish I didn't back it because then I just thought that all Kickstarter games were going to be awesome, and that's not the case. Definitely not. Indeed. So going back to um, some of these weird um, Kickstarters that you might have seen, or or you know you might be shopping in Amazon, and you get a little hey recommended, and you kind of go, how the hell did that get you know recommended? That blow up doll shouldn't have been up there. That's all. I swear that that was on. G money's like he borrowed my phone. Clearly. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting for that too. 
Yeah, oh, damn. <laughs> Sorry, I've used it. I'll have to return it to you. But, um, but uh, ostrich pillows, right? Um, so, so <laughs> I know. Get right. So. It, it's um, you know how ostriches are. Yeah. Oh, you have one. Get out of town. <laughs> that is it. All right. And and how did you get that one? And if it wasn't clearly on Kickstarter, must have been on one of the uh, Amazon or other retailers. We bought it from Maya. Wow. <laughs> it's Liam's. Um. So basically, I'm actually going to take my headphones off for a second because you you have to see it to believe it. So just give me a sec. And this was not a guys. For everyone listening, this is completely <laughs> random. There you go. So you can sleep at your desk. So you can put your How? hands through these holes on the side and like rest like this while you're sleeping. But it's you use it so you can sleep at night so you get rid of the thing. So you kind of do it like this so that you can have like some, you know, instead of putting a pillow on your head while you sleep. But yeah, Liam uses it whenever he gets um, migraines. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I was searching for, and that's when I. <laughs> I don't have one, but I'm I'm absolutely um, still chasing one. But so they sold something like a oh, I don't know how many plus um, whatever 140,000 pounds later, but um, it's still in the place today so it kind of it's got to be working like people wear them on airplanes and and um you know for sleeping migraines they're so really my... good if you want to never yeah. have sex again <laughs> what are you telling us about liam <laughs> i'm just saying when you see your partner wearing one of those <laughs> it ruins everything it ruins everything why are they called ostrich pillows because i think they look like an ostrich i think they're the shape of an ostrich like it's you know like it's got yeah, a long Dave. neck clearly it's an ostrich yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know the rick and morty episode where he has a son and his arms grow out of his head that's what it looks like to me <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Why is an ostrich? Yeah. Yeah. It was like on Kickstarter. It was launched on Kickstarter. So um, go, go check check that one out. But um, if ostrich pillows are listening uh, and they want to send a freebie our, our way, yeah, um, I'm sure we'd all Helen could do with a second one for sure. Okay, right. the name is inspired by the way ostriches bury their heads in the sand because you bury right. your head in a pillow. Okay, so sure. in the marketing department. Yeah, <laughs> it was very successful. Yeah, very successful. If you look up weird things on Kickstarter, it's like weird things on Kickstarter that were super successful, and the ostrich pillow is one of there them. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other one was you know how you get those toasters that um leave the imprint, so you might <laughs> yeah. have a Star Wars one. Yeah. Jesus, right? So it did a cheese toasty. <sighs> So, um, see, the problem is you just cut out. We can right. see you laughing and smiling to yourself. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, cut out. you know how you get, it was so good. It was like, it was a, like, you know, when they do those Aaron. things where they cut away as a joke. You were like, yeah. you know, those toasters you know, you, that can do the imprints. Well, yeah. cheese toasty. <laughs> it, right. Yes. Cheese toasty. It was called the Cheesus and it uh, had Jesus's face on it. Uh, That's why it was nice. called the Cheesus. Great. Um, so. yeah. There's a there's a shop uh, in the Maya Center I go to for lunch and they have a holy cheeses and it's just a toasted cheese sandwich with four different types of cheese. It is my go to ten dollar toasty lunch. It's glorious. They it could should do not cost you ten dollars for a cheese toasty. It shouldn't, but it does, and I pay it gladly. Yeah. Well, you know how much a cheese, uh, you know, uh, chicken parmigiana is nowadays. So twenty seven bucks. That's a, a rort there. Yeah. I feel like there's a whole another episode here of. Overpriced lunches. All right. Well, that's next week's um, next week's topic is the agenda. Look, I I picked a fairly inspirational one about you know mentors and coaches and what's been you know the best advice that you could ever pass on and who the most three influential people in in the world has been. But no, we'll go with that one, Dave. Is uh, food item menus um, that are significantly overpriced. Um, and uh, you know, mind you, last Friday I think um, you know that that pizza that we had, Dave was. Um, it's kind of very small and very expensive. It seemed like a kid's pizza, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't at kid's prices. No, <laughs> certainly not. Yeah. Right. But look, we can do two topics, right? Like, so we've got a bit of time. We can research up some food and 
talk about your other thing, which sounded way better as a topic. Well, see, because, well, I thought, like, from me, not in the board game community, and we volunteer a lot of, a lot of, a lot of our time, and so, you know, um, coaching and mentoring, and what's been the best advice that you've, that you've kind of uh, received, or what have you experienced as a coach that you can pass on? Um, and whether it's in gaming, um, at the last board game event, I had a, a person, it was smartphone, because I did to teach a smartphone, so Steve, you know, you introduced me to that one, and, and I really didn't get the puzzly thing to begin with, but the person was um, first gamer, and and um, just didn't want to play anything strategy, and, um, and so when you kind of walk through absolutely love strategy games and that's all they played for the rest of the day yeah and it was because in their mind they had a different concept of what strategy was and then when i was talking to her at, at the end of it i said oh what do you do and she goes oh i work for a telco and i sell mobile phones so it was the perfect <laughs> it was the perfect um kind of ending and it was uh but it was really good but um yeah just that little bit of advice so whether you you apply it to work or whether you're hobby um, that you can do, but I think we've always got a soft spot for some type of mentoring and coaching along the lines, and um, I think that that's uh, a more recent one um, that I've had. But um, yeah, maybe a topic for next week. It sounds like a great topic, and I think we'll we'll happily do that. So, um, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on this evening, Joe. Thank you so much for your energy and your passion. Go Niners! And your your random Kickstarter stuff. Um, and Brock and Curry. just give it a quick plug. Talk about the the group as well. Like, see if we can get the SEQ kick group. Yeah, Kickstarter group. So um, so that is um, for one thing I'll mention is that everybody's really supportive. So we've you know in the probably two years that we've been running it, there hasn't been any any incidents. Um, so that's good that we can all look after each other. Um, you know, people have the opportunity to to not only you know um, post and say people think about this game and and it does entice a bit of conversation and and we gain some momentum from it so it's been ultra supportive and um and the community is helping each other out so it's not just me running the kickstarters and people are, are to help with you know distribution and, and like like any good uh drug uh like any good drug system um you know narcotics movement so you always rely on volunteers to move stuff around for your hey gee money but um but but in in reality we've grown people now um in in the group and and last year we amassed uh, a massive amounts of savings and they just keep coming in um so whether it be big popular ones that people want to get in on you know um anything from a, a lacerda or that that you know particularly chasing, yeah it, it it cut out so you said oh, anything like a <laughs> to a lacerda yeah like, that's right uh, I, I will it, say, it I will it say. anything like a shem um uh, yeah that's it it's, it's zencaster's automatically bleeping any words anytime anyone says yeah, shem it just yeah. bleeps out yeah. it's like yeah. too much e-money's interfering yeah, yeah we had um, massive massive amounts like our biggest one um i thought was was voidful um so that was um some close to 400 kids um, shipping and and um, just over six grand worth of of purchases um, and then you know Ra has continued with that and and so um, yeah you just sometimes you just can't pick which ones are going to do well and you kind of think oh that's you know gonna gonna gain a lot but um, and I think with with shipping costs and um, you know um, delivery and and that people kind of are happy to save the 20 bucks but then there's times when you know there's no savings but people just want to jump in to be able to kind of make it a group thing and um because you know we have the chats offline and um and people are talking about you know the mechanics that they're most looking forward to and and that and um yeah so so it's been fantastic if you haven't had a look at it jump on um you know we support each other in there and it's you know really inclusive and it's and it's a good thing um to support so um, you know, there's, uh, it's not just about me posting games that I like or, or others. It's um, a really, um, you know, for people to kind of have a look and, and learn uh, as much of this as we can from each other. And I know Shane Tonkin's not here, but he um, is one of our, I think, top members that posts. Um, what? It's all about 
you know. Well, he talked. Uh, he well, talked us talked to us the other week about how he's dodging his his goal for the year by self-imposed ban. Yeah, yeah. I'm not not backing anything on Kickstarter. I was like, and we, we and I caught him out because he told me he backed something. He's like, no, no, I didn't back that. I I I told Joe to back that, and then. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. No, it's kind of the same thing. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's well, right. he bought vindication off me because I'd backed it, and so that was fine. But he didn't yeah. back it and pay for it. Yeah, that, that'd be right. That'd be right. Um, and then there's some really niche stuff that's coming in um, where we've only, I've been surprised that we've only had three or four. Um, so, so yeah, it's, um, you know, hopefully it continues and the numbers just keep going crazy. Um, but uh, jump on, have a look and um, be part of the conversation. Awesome. And I really appreciate the, the updates that you put out of, where everything's at and where all the shipping's coming in and, and if there's any spares, because I know occasionally there is a spare one left over or someone needs to pull out for some reason. So, you know, it's not just for getting on and backing group pledges. There's a whole lot of info that mm. Joe puts out that, that keeps everybody updated as well. Um, sometimes we just kick in extra copies. Um, so, you know, the group will buy the just to get the extra 10%. And um, when they arrive, we just pop them up there. So if you think you've missed out on a Kickstarter, um, you know, wait for those monthly updates to come out and you kind of go, oh, yeah, we'll grab one of those. So, you know, we don't make a profit. Um, that's not what we're here for. We're here to support the community and all gaming's a big passion of mine as it is ours. So um, get behind it if you can. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll end this one here. Thank you very much for this evening, Joe. My pleasure. Thank you very much for attending and, and pitching in everybody else. Have a wonderful week. Signing off. Yay.